Hello, how you doing? This is Dr. D coming to you live with the Boom Factor, which stands for Believers Overcome with Unlimited Manifestation. I'm so excited you stopped by. You are literally tuned in to my live audio diary of my life with mental and spiritual support to help you sustain your life from the inside out. I represent independent artists, entrepreneurs, self-published authors, ministers, missionaries. Whatever issues that you deal with that you may think that nobody have dealt with, just tune in. Dr. D probably have touched on it and went through it. So come on, share my link, and I appreciate you taking time out to download the free app. And if you have something else you want to discuss, just leave me a message. Until then, be blessed. Good morning, you guys. It's Dr. D. This is what, Tuesday? Yep, it is Tuesday. We done made it to another day, you guys. And guess what? Black Lives Matter's protest is still going on. It's still moving strong as ever. And changes are being made. Statues being coming down. The the bills are being submitted. They passed the lynching bill. I'm, I'm believing God that they'll start making changes to the other policies in underneath Congress and really uplifting the Amendment 13, 14, and 15 Amendment with the Civil Rights uh, Movement that the black community did not have an opportunity to benefit from. But the people out there from all over the world, this is what's really amazing to me. People from all over the world, and now they even have small little communities that's most dominantly are um, white descendants, and oh my gosh, they're protesting Black Lives Matters. And you know what? Black lives do matter. All lives matter. White lives matter. Latino lives matter. Asian lives matter. But at this present moment, Black lives matter. Why? Because of the... Oh my God, I can't even think about saying it again. But they've been killing our our people. They've been killing our men. They're attacking. They're killing our women. Now they're going down all the way to the teenagers in school. My Lord, the children. And it's all the black race. So enough is enough. And I'm not just saying it. I'm going to allow you guys to hear um, Travel with the Daily, the Daily Show. And in so many seconds, he can correspond and share more broader perspective of what I'm saying. That black lives matter. Never before in American history... Has there been an uprising like this, exactly like this, where you have huge numbers of people coming out every single day in every single state in the country? 
And it's particularly noticeable because it's almost completely spontaneous. Usually big demonstrations take months of planning, publicizing, getting permits. These ones are just, ayo, meet me outside in five minutes and people are there. Since starting in Minnesota after the murder of George Floyd, these protests for black lives have spread like nobody could have imagined. From tens of thousands of people in big multi-ethnic cities to 200 people in towns that are 90% white. And now, even more impressive is that this protest has started blowing up all over the world. In Paris, they marched, as they did in Rome and Tokyo. In Hungary, a silent crowd took a knee for eight minutes and 46 seconds. COVID-19 kept Thai protesters off the streets, but on screen in a massive Zoom session. In London, joining this protest mattered far more than the lockdown rules. Thousands, many masked against coronavirus, gathered outside the American embassy. Your message is heard over here. And, and we'll keep fighting the same fight that you are. We'll keep fighting the same fights that you are. Yeah, that right there, that right there is why this movement has become as big as it has. Because everyone, everyone is now realizing that we're all in the same fight. Like these protests may have been sparked by one killing in one American city, but the truth is, the truth is that if you are a black person or a minority, or a poor person in many places around the world, in London, Berlin, Seoul, Cape Town, you understand what it means to be a target of the police and a target of a system that is designed to keep you down with violence if necessary. And that's why you now have people in every country standing together, standing together to say, this is not acceptable anymore, black lives matter. And whenever there are big protests, whenever there are big protests, there's always going to be people who stand on the sidelines, right? There's always going to be people who sit in their, in their newspaper offices or TV news studios and say, I sympathize with you, but this is not the way to get what you want. This is not the way that you should be doing it. Protesting is a waste of time. It turns people off. It's just performative. It doesn't accomplish anything. Well, you know what? I hope those people are hungry because they're going to be eating their words. Because after two weeks, just after two weeks of these protests, we're already seeing incredible results, both large and small. For example, for decades, Americans have been arguing about Confederate monuments and other racist statues littered around this country. The people have said, take them down. And government officials have said, oh, we'll think about it, we'll study it, we'll start a commission, we'll get back to you. Well, this time, the people said, take them down. And the government officials responded with, yeah, you're right. There were cheers Thursday night at the foot of Richmond's Robert E. Lee statue after the governor announced the monument, which stood for 130 years, is coming down. Mobile, Alabama removed a Confederate statue this morning, and Indianapolis announced this one is coming down. For days, protesters in Philadelphia have tried to tear down this controversial statue of former mayor and police commissioner Frank Rizzo, widely accused of being a symbol of racism for his tactics against the black community in the 1960s. 60s and 70s. The city taking it down in the middle of the night. Yes. 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 In Philadelphia, they decided to take Ooh. down a statue of a racist police yes. commissioner. Yes. And I guess the question we should be asking is, why did a racist police commissioner have a statue in the first place? Right. And yeah, there are still there are still people out there who are like, yeah, but if you take down the statues, how will people learn their history? These statues are about his. Read a book, mother. <laughs> That's how you learn history. 
No one really thinks that these statues are teaching anybody history. Right. The bubonic plague was a major event in history. We don't go around putting up statues of rats. You don't see that shit anywhere. <laughs> and speaking of learning, that's another thing that these protesters are affecting. That's another area that, that, that we're seeing the impact of the protests. Because people, people, just average people, are hearing these conversations about racism and policing. And they're saying, you know what? Since there are no statues, maybe I should read. Books on systemic racism are making bestseller lists as protests continue across the country. Six of the top 10 best-selling books on Amazon are on the topic of race in America. White Fragility, The New Jim Crow, and Just Mercy are some of the books at the top of Amazon and Barnes & Noble's best-selling list today. Wow. Esawan is sold out of the book How to Be an Anti-Racist and has hundreds on back order. James thinks they've received a total of 3,000 online orders this week alone. Wow. And eventually had to stop accepting them. Yes, thanks to the protests, yes. and thanks to the conversations, yes. and thanks to people pushing. Yes. Americans are so concerned yes. about what's happening in their country yes. right now yes. that books about race and racism yes. in America are sold out. Yes. And yes, I know a lot of people might say it's too little, too late. Why are you only reading now? That is a good question. But I think at the same time, we've got to be happy that people are reading now. Yes. How many times have we seen a video? How many times have there been protests and no books have been bought? No conversations have been had. So this is movement. This is progress in the right direction. And you can see that it's working because people aren't just buying books. People are saying black lives matter and they're not just saying it, they're saying it in public. Black Lives Matter has become the phrase that people admit needs to be said. And maybe it's because of George Floyd's video. Maybe it's because the whole world was forced to sit at home and watch that video, yes. but it's happening. Yes. Everyone from Mitt Romney to K-pop fans are saying Black Lives Matter. Yes. Corporations are saying Black Lives Matter. Amazon, Bud Light, Gushers, everyone is saying Black Lives Matter. And don't get me wrong. I don't know if these companies are actually gonna do something to show that they believe Black Lives Matter other than just saying it but it is still a major step to have American corporations who just a few years ago were terrified of that phrase saying it as part of their corporate ethos. Because Black Lives Matter shouldn't be controversial as a phrase. Black people having lives shouldn't be a controversial thing at all. And you can tell that this protest is working because even the NFL, Whoa. Even yes. the NFL yes, has stepped time. up to say, you know what? We was wrong. We can do better. That's right. Roger Goodell is apologizing for how the league failed to support players who are protesting police brutality and racial injustice during the national anthem. For many, this is an about face that was a long time coming. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell is changing the league's message, releasing this video statement late Friday. We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. Yeah. Yeah. Roger Goodell, commissioner of the NFL, has come out with the statement that you just saw, which is one hell of a statement from the NFL. And look, it is a bit weird that he's affirmed their commitment to Black Lives Matter and protest, and then not mentioned Colin Kaepernick, the person who was blackballed by the NFL for protesting for Black Lives Matter in the first place. Thank you. I mean, that's, that's what I mean about people actually doing something. Like, it's nice to see the NFL say this, don't get me wrong, but I hope that Goodell and everyone at the NFL are actually gonna look at doing things. Because every other industry, you know, they have to prove their commitment by hiring 
thousands of new black people. The NFL has just got to hire one. And yes, I know I said, I know I said that even purely symbolic gestures are nothing to sneeze at, but we all agree that posting statements, taking down statues, and selling books is not enough. That's right. It's part of it, but it's not enough. That's right. Companies have to hire more black people. Companies have to stop not hiring people because they're black. The culture has to amplify more black voices. And of course, cities have to end the racist policing of black communities. That's where we all started. That's where this whole thing started. And that's the good thing about these protests, is that it hasn't just gotten people talking, it hasn't just got people buying books, it hasn't just gotten like leagues and organizations saying Black Lives Matter. The best part about these protests is that they're already producing substantive changes as well. The killing of George Floyd is fueling calls to defund America's police departments. Defund the police chants are spreading at protests and the hashtag is gaining momentum on Twitter. The idea may also be catching on at city halls. Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti said Wednesday he will not be increasing the police budget. Right. He also announced $250 million will be invested in such areas as jobs and education, especially in black and non-white communities. Yes, Los go. Angeles has announced that they will be taking money away from That's the LAPD right. and putting it into programs right. like education. Yes. And please don't get it wrong, this is not a spite thing. I've seen so many conversations where people seem like they're punishing the police. No, studies have shown that when you invest in people, when you invest in communities, you don't need to invest in the police. That's right. It makes sense. Prevention is always better than a cure, right. especially when the cure kills black people. And after the mayor of Los Angeles made this announcement, after Mayor Garcetti came out and did this, which was huge, other cities quickly said that they're also gonna try, at least try to fix their policing problems. New York has announced that they're planning to cut the police budgets and change some of the laws that have protected killer cops. Houston, Sacramento, and other cities are banning chokeholds. They're banning chokeholds and certain other uses of force, which is not enough, but it's a start. And Democrats in Washington have introduced a bill that would, among other things, make it easier to investigate and punish violent police, as well as banning no-knock warrants, like the kind used by the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Yes. And if yes. all of this actually happens, these will be meaningful reforms. But one of the themes that has come out of these protests is that reform is not enough. What a lot of people are saying is, you cannot reform something that was inherently designed to be bad. And so what many people are demanding now is to defund or abolish the police. Let's stop having police in schools. Let's stop having police deal with homelessness or people with mental illness. Let's stop having police patrol neighborhoods where they don't live and give that job to residents. That's right, that's right. And a month ago, a month ago, if you said any of this, you seemed like you were crazy and it was a pipe dream that would never happen. But again, after these protests, it may soon become a reality. In an unprecedented move, the Minneapolis City Council has vowed to defund and go beyond that, dismantle the city's police department. They're promising to replace it with a new system of public safety. We are seeking to disband the Minneapolis Police Department because it is not keeping Minneapolis safe. We have looked at ways to reform this department. We do not believe it is possible. Yeah, the city where this all started is actually promising 
to defund the police. And look, we're not naive. We know that promises aren't always kept. Politicians weasel out of things all the time, and even good intentions only go so far. But to have gotten this far with less than two weeks of protests is truly amazing. And it's not over yet. The people are still fighting. The people are still pushing. And something tells me if they keep at it, there will be no stopping them. I believe that is so excellent, you guys. It is so excellent that in the beginning, (laughs) in the beginning, it was a hard road, <laughs> but we, we we see that when the people minds come together in this situation, what could be done if we only could keep this momentum? And the momentum is not to be destructive. It's just black people don't want revenge or retaliation. Black people want fairness. We want what's due to us. We want what's, what we worked hard for. If I work hard for something, I do to be valued. And matter of fact, let's rewind all the way back. Oh, well, 400 years. The fourth generation, my fourth generation, I had an aunt and a great-grandmother that was slaves and born into slaves, were born into slaves, slaves, and still underneath that mental state of respecting of um, another race, my grandmother was still part of the help. You know, the movie, The Help, where my grandmother was still working, and that's how the white folks were still treating the black folks way back then. In 1960s. Okay. And because of that. And because of that. They only was able to teach us. From generation to generation. On what they experienced. Because they they believed in a change. But until then. This is what you have to do. So that systematic mindset spewed through the black community as a protectionist. Like, okay, we have to preserve our life, you guys. And and, and this is what this was what, seven years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. We still was experiencing this this monstrous behavior of people talking to you any kind of way. Looking at you, profiling you, arresting you, abusing you. And now this is all heated up. And as you see, this is the results of it. And I am so glad. I'm so glad now the real history is coming out. Because I do, I honestly believe some individuals that I have met in the last 10 years of my life, especially white people, they feel like, you know, y'all keep talking about this. What is this? I mean, why we just can't move on? That's that's the statements that I used to always hear. Why black people just don't move on? 
you know, all this racism and black, I mean, just, just do what you have to do and you can get your job and you can get educated and you can, you, you know, you can be a business owner. Okay. Yeah. And we have seen that, but it has been a struggle for our race to even begin to make a profit from businesses that they have started. Or something traumatic happened, like a natural disaster, and other. Hey, we seen that in Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, everybody came together here in Houston, but who benefited from it? The rich and the whites. I know numerous people, and I was even in one of those numbers. Numerous people that still just was recovering last year before the COVID hit. People were just like, wow, we just recovering. Or people just getting their apartments or just getting their house completed. Or just, it was like always just, just, oh, I just did this. Or I just did this. And then boom, shakalaka, look what happened. So yeah, it's time. And I'm glad and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that the whole world is on one accord with this issue. And maybe, just maybe... If we begin to tweak our hearts truly, the change have to come in the heart and change the mindset, then we'll see a hand of God sweep through this country like never before. And that's what I'm waiting for. That's what I'm waiting for. And that's what you should be praying for too. All right, I'm going to holler at you guys later. If I come across anything else, I will share it right here live on the Boom Factor Radio Show. God bless you.